Hello, this is episode 16 of this podcast. This episode will be in two parts and this is part one. This episode will cover the case from Australia of the Beaumont children who went missing in 1966 and have not been seen since. Part one will cover the background including the Beaumont family themselves. It will also detail the timeline of the day that the three siblings disappeared. Part two will cover the police investigation into the disappearances and any suspects. It will also also cover the aftermath in terms of what happened to the children's parents and if any changes came about in the way that children were allowed freedom at such a young age. This is part one. The Beaumont children were nine-year-old Jane, seven-year-old Anna and four-year-old Grant. They did not have any other siblings. Their parents are their father Grant Beaumont, who was known as Jim, and their mother Nancy Beaumont. Their father Jim worked as a salesman who often travelled for his work. The children's mother Nancy Beaumont stayed home and looked after the home and the family. Jim and Nancy had married in 1955 and went on to have three children. Jane Beaumont was born on the 10th of September of 1956. Arna Beaumont was born on the 11th of November of 1958 and Grant Beaumont was born on the 12th of July of 1961. Jim Beaumont had originally been in the armed services and was deployed overseas before leaving the services and working as a taxi driver. He worked for a while as a taxi driver in Australia before deciding to work in sales. He worked for a linen company when the children went missing. In 1966, Jim Beaumont was 41 years old and Nancy Beaumont was 39 years old. The Beaumont family lived what was considered to be a fairly comfortable life. They lived at 109 Harding Street in Somerton Park, which is a suburb of Adelaide, in Australia. The family lived close by to a beach. It was just over a mile away. And along with many other children and families in the area, the Beaumonts went there regularly. The name of the beach was Glenig Beach and although it was possible to walk there from where the family lived, the summer of the year that they disappeared was experiencing a heat wave. The children had been taken to the beach by car by their father on the day before they had gone missing. The Beaumont children had been dropped off at the beach on the day before and had been left there with Jane being effectively left in charge of the other two children. Although Jane was only nine years old at the time, she was considered responsible and was often left to look after her younger siblings. Their father had to go on a sales trip that day, which was the 25th of January 1966. He had to drive to a place called Snowtown, for work, which was just under a hundred miles away from where the family lived. Jim Beaumont often had to travel long distances for work, but it provided the family with a fairly good standard of living at the time, so it was considered acceptable. Although Jim Beaumont missed his family, he made up for it when he was home. The family had many holidays together, mostly in Australia, over the many years. 
It is also worth remembering that times were different in Australia in the 1960s, as indeed it was for most of the world. Children were often left to look after their siblings and would often have a lot more responsibility placed on them than they probably would today. Social conditions were more relaxed and not as much was known about potential predators of the human form anyway. Obviously nowadays most parents would not allow a nine-year-old to look after a seven and four-year-old, although it probably does happen at times, but to a much lesser degree than back in the 1960s. There was not as much traffic on the roads then in most countries, which meant more freedom to walk about without too much risk. But as in most things in life, bad things can happen and often to very unsuspecting people who are not aware of the dangers that they potentially are faced with or can be faced with. On the morning of the 26th of January 1966, which was known as... um, a national holiday in Australia called Australia Day. The children wanted to go to the beach again, as they had the previous day. They were off school because it was the summer holidays. Nancy Beaumont, the children's mother, had some chores that she needed to do around the house, so was unable to take them. Jim Beaumont was at work and due back from his trip later that day. The children apparently became impatient and did not want to have to wait for their mother to finish her chores, so asked if they could go to the beach without her. Sometimes they would walk or cycle, but because it was so hot, their mother agreed that they could go, but they had to go by bus. She gave them enough money so that they could pay for the bus there and back for all of them and to buy a pasty for lunch from the local cafe at at the beach a cafe that they had been to on many occasions before. The three children packed towels and swimming suits and then headed off to catch the bus at about 10.15 in the morning. It was only a short journey to the beach. Many witnesses observed all three children either on the the bus or on the way to the beach as well as actually on the beach. As soon as the children got off the bus, the children saw their local postman, who was called Tom, and all three children said hello to him and waved. It was reported later to the police that he had seen them. The children had all paddled in the sea, only in the shallow water, and later on they had all laid their beach towels down out on the beach, as they often did. Shortly after they had been in the water and had spent time just relaxing on the beach, the three children, led by Jane, had gone to a either a cafe or a bakery that they had been to many times before. They went to get their lunch there. The lady working in the bakery at the time recognised the Beaumont children from previous times. Her recollection of the children's visit that day would become very important to the case later on. There were other sightings of the children that day and a suggestion that they had been seen with a man. Back at the family home, Nancy Beaumont, who had by now finished off her chores and had also paid a visit to a friend locally, had decided to go and meet the bus that was due in at just after midday. This was the bus that the children were supposed to have caught back home. However, when Nancy went to meet her three children, they were not on the bus. Just one person got off the bus.
Nancy Beaumont at first thought that the children had for some reason just missed the bus or that they had just simply lost track of time. However, when she went back to meet them off the next bus, which was close to the time that her husband, the children's father, was due to be on his way back after his trip, she again discovered that her children had not caught this bus either. At this point, Nancy started to really worry and after her husband Jim returned home from work, she explained to him the situation. It was about 3.30 in the afternoon at this point and both parents were now extremely worried about the whereabouts of their three children. They went to the beach to look for the children but could not find any sign of them at the beach or in the nearby area. When they arrived home, Nancy later said that she was upset that the children were not at home waiting for them. It was at this point that Jim and Nancy Beaumont decided to inform the police about what had happened. They reported all three children missing to the police at about 5pm on the 26th of January of 1966. The police took the report seriously and set about trying to find the missing children. They focused on the beach and also the family home just in case they were hiding because perhaps they thought they would be in trouble for being so late home. The police not only searched Glenig Beach but also the other beaches in the local area as well. The parents had provided photos and also Nancy had described what all three children had been wearing at the time and what the children had had with them when they had left home many hours earlier. The police could not find any sign of the Beaumont children and no witnesses could, at the time, tell them anything which would enable them to be located. When it became too dark to search any longer, the police abandoned the search until first light the next day. The children's father, Jim, stayed out all night looking for his children. The children's mother, Nancy, had to be sedated by her doctor and almost collapsed into a chair when she got home. The police resumed the search for the missing children in the morning of the 27th of January of 1966 and they had many officers and other resources available to assist in trying to find out what had happened to the missing children. Although many witnesses came forward to say that they had seen the children, no clear sightings could actually be verified at the time. The police considered every possibility and nothing was ruled out at first. It was very stressful for the family, particularly the mother and father of the missing children. Nancy did not cope very well and would spend a lot of time so distraught, which you can understand, and she had to be sedated by her doctor on many occasions. The father tried to help by searching for his children and by considering what could possibly have happened to all three of his children. The beach was known to have been really busy on the day that the children visited for the last time. After all, it was a special day in Australia, Australia Day, and they were experiencing very hot weather, which led m many people to the local beaches to enjoy themselves. The beach was packed during the summer of 1966 and the 26th of January was no exception. As time went on and no sign was found of the Beaumont children, the police knew it was not looking good for their safe return. The story of the missing children made headlines initially throughout the whole of Australia and eventually the whole world. It was considered such a unique mystery and unfortunately it still remains a mystery today. No news or bodies have ever been found. Children at the time did, 
did have a lot more freedom than they do today, but clearly it sometimes ended badly. At the time in the 60s, it was not unusual for an older sibling to effectively take charge of her younger siblings, even a child as young as nine years old. Today, very few parents or carers would allow this to happen for obvious reasons now, but at the time, people didn't have the fears that that they have now and there wasn't so much known about stranger danger as there is now. But so much more is known today about potential problems that exist that although they did exist back in the 60s and, and before that, not so much awareness was known about potential problems as as they are known today. Also, as mentioned before, there was not as much traffic around and the cars didn't go as fast as they do today. After all possible avenues were explored, which I will go into in the next part of this episode, the Australian police would describe the Beaumont case as a suspected abduction and murder in regards to all three of the children. Although no substantial evidence has ever been discovered and their bodies have never been recovered, it is thought to be the most likely outcome, unfortunately. This unsolved case is now over 54 years old and no arrests have ever been made. There is, as of 2018 anyway, a potential reward of 1 million Australian dollars up for grabs if any information comes to light that leads to the resolution to this mystery. This concludes part one of this episode. Part two will be available shortly. Credits to this episode go to Wikipedia, Case File Podcast, CrimeViral.com website. Thank you very much. Thank you.